weekends. Uh, big weekend coming up, obviously. Championship weekend, my favorite weekend, one of them especially. And then we're going to be at the big game in the Phoenix area. If you're out that way, come out. Check out the BetQL team broadcasting live at BetMGM Sportsbook State Farm Stadium. We'll be there Monday, February 6th through February 10th, which is a Friday. If you can't make it, listen on the Odyssey app or watch us on Twitch at BetQL. To talk a little football right now, we welcome on Louis DiBiase, host of the Locked On Eagles podcast. Louis, thanks so much for joining us, man. How you doing? I'm doing well. Excited for the NFC Championship this game, uh, this weekend between the Eagles and the 49ers. It's going to be a, a big star-studded matchup. So, obviously, like the Giants, a fun story all season long. Brian Dable did a hell of a job. They were outmatched. That game was over pretty much as soon as they took the field. All I needed to see to feel good about the Eagles was Jalen's health, what he was going to look like. Because Week 18, no quarterback design runs. Barely pushed the ball down the field, but he looks good. Do you believe that Jalen's close to 100% going into this game against San Francisco? Because he looked healthy, man. Yeah, and if the injury is what they were saying it was, it's about a four- to six-week injury when he suffered it in Chicago. was about a month and a half ago. So at this point, he should be close to 100%, even if he isn't fully there. And you could tell against the Giants that he looked healthy. There wasn't that holding back anything when it comes to his mobility like it happened in week 18. They were just trying to get through that game against Giants backups, get a win. He was sliding a lot when he would probably run in the red zone. They didn't dial up any plays that could use his legs. That wasn't the case against the Giants. You saw the impact it made. So I think he's healthy. And if not, he is one of the toughest players in the league because he looked like the exact same MVP caliber quarterback that he's been all season. Yeah, he really did look good. I want to talk about one of his receivers, A.J. Brown. I love the A.J. Brown under last week, Louie, against the Giants because, or I guess on Saturday, because Wink Martindale came out. He was praising him. He said, oh, it looks like Terrell, Terrell Owens out there. I'm a Ravens fan. I know when Wink comes out and he praises a guy, he always tries to take him away. So I bet Devontae Smith overs and A.J. Brown unders. But I'm thinking this week against Sam Fran, it could be flipped. I think A.J. Brown, they could try and get him the ball. What are your thoughts? How do you think Philadelphia kind of spreads the wealth amongst the receivers this upcoming weekend? Yeah, not to mention they have one of the best tight ends in the game in Dallas Goddard, also in the mix. And he was, it was the Dallas Goddard and Devontae Smith show last week. But I think there is enough to go around. I think the other part of that game was it got so out of hand early that they were running the football a lot with Jalen Hurts, mm-hmm. Miles Sanders, and Kenneth Gainwell had over 100 yards. So I think this game you'll see A.J. Brown bounce back. He's not going to be that, you know, he's not going to see that few of targets week after week. So yeah, maybe it's reversed. And, you know, when you have two elite receivers and three elite pass catchers, there's going to be games where it's the A.J. Brown show, then Devontae Smith. But you saw down the stretch of the 2022 regular season, there were a ton of games where both Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown had over 100 yards through the air, and they were getting targets in the red zone. So I think there are enough snaps for both of these guys and Dale Scotter to feed. The issue is it's a loaded 49ers defense. So that's going to be, there's just so many battles in this matchup that are just strength against strength. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You brought up the 49ers defense and really not a whole lot of weaknesses. The linebackers can cover the defensive line. They have the defensive player of the year, most likely in Nick Bosa, but uh, you could beat them with the explosive plays. Kind of like the same thing for the Eagles. What concerns you most about San Francisco? Uh, Let's start with their offensive side of the ball because the Eagles, you know, the run defense didn't look great at times, but with Jordan Davis on, on the field and all those you know, midseason pickups, I think that they're much improved. What concerns you about this Niners offense the most? 
Yeah, they definitely stopped the bleeding the second half of the year against the run. You also signed Linval Josephs. He's been yeah. really good rotating through with Jordan Davis. But I think I'm most concerned with just the combination of Kyle Shanahan's play calling and the weapons the 49ers have because I think this was the ideal path for the Eagles to get to the Super Bowl when it comes to quarterbacks, right? Daniel Jones and Brock Purdy. I think that's that was the best outcome when it comes to quarterbacks that you'd face. But I mean, you look at Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle and Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey, how all four of those players kind of eat through the middle of the field. That's been at times where the Eagles have struggled. And Jonathan Gannon, their defensive coordinator, he's getting a lot of head coaching looks this offseason, but sometimes he's a little late to adjust and likes to sit in his base defense. And with Shanahan, you got to stay on top of that offense and the way he uses pre-snap motion. And he, you know, manufactures touches and gets guys open but he has the best supporting cast maybe in the NFL outside the Eagles. So I just think it's the overwhelming firepower they have and the philosophy the Eagles have on defense. But the Eagles have just as many stars on that side of the ball. So like I said, it's just going to be a complete dogfight, and I can't wait to watch this game. No, it's, it's going to be awesome to watch. Lou, what do you think the Eagles' game plan will be heading into this game? Obviously, they're one of the best running teams in football, but you're going against the best run defense. So do you think it's just strength on strength? And obviously you got to run the ball and you got to see if you can have success doing that. But that Giants game, one of the first plays, they hit that deep ball to Devontae Smith and kind of opened the top. Do you think they try that as well? Maybe first, second play, seeing if they can hit him over the top because that is where it seems like San Francisco is their most vulnerable is deep shots against their secondary. Yeah, I totally agree. And the Eagles have shown this year they can be elite through the air and on the ground. So when the game calls for them to be a run-heavy team like last week, they can be that. They have, I know the 49ers have an incredible front seven, maybe the best in the league, but I think the Eagles have the best offensive line in the league, the best interior line, and the best combination of tackles with an elite mobile quarterback and Miles Sanders. But I agree with you. I think when you look at the 49ers and how loaded they are, maybe the weakest part and maybe it's just comparatively speaking but I don't think their secondary is as strong as their front seven is I don't think they have the corners like the Eagles do to match up with Ike and Debo Samuel they have James Bradbury and Darius Slay and mm -hmm. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson I don't think the 49ers have the elite secondary to match AJ Brown Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard so I think this game is going to be the opposite of last week where they lean on the passing game and I agree I think they're going to be aggressive and try to push the football down the field I love Sirianni because he's kind of just like a meatball and he's just like talking trash. And I got a kick out of the post-game presser watching it, you know, and he's defending Jonathan Gannon. And I thought that was awesome. And Jonathan Gannon's probably going to get another look. He's probably going to get another job. I don't know if you saw those reports about Vic Fangio maybe coming on to replace him. What are your thoughts on that? And just, the, you know, the job that Jonathan Gannon's done? Because I, I haven't really heard anybody knock him or rip him, really. So I found that all to be kind of interesting on uh, Saturday night. <laughs> Yeah, I think it makes perfect sense. Vic Fangio, Jonathan Gannon is a disciple of Fangio. They pretty much run the exact same defense, so much so that Fangio actually was a consultant of the Eagles throughout the summer and throughout the season. They were in touch. So that would be a seamless transition if Gannon, let's say, did get hired by the Houston Texans, where he's interviewed uh, throughout this past few weeks, this process that Houston's been undergoing. Jonathan Gannon, I mean, look, I, I've definitely been a bigger critic of him than most. I think there's just certain ways, certain styles that he prefers philosophically that I tend to lean the other way when it comes to just situational game planning. And I think he can be a little late to adjust, but at the same time, it's hard to argue with the Eagles defense pretty much being number one or number two and 
every category up there with the 49ers. So he got the guys that he wanted this year for his vision, his defense, and it's turned into one of the best defenses in the league. So I think there's a reason he's getting head coaching, you know, interviews for sure. Louis, yeah, and you talk about the defense, man. Dallas really found some success last week against San Francisco. That's why I like the Eagles in this matchup, because I think the Eagles can do similar things to what Dallas did, and then the Philly offense is just better than Dallas's offense. Is that kind of how you're seeing this game? The defense should have similar success against Purdy, Philly being at home, and the way their offense is playing. That's ultimately why uh, do you have them winning this game as well? Yeah, and look, hats off to Brock Purdy. He's been an incredible story over the last two months, but it reminds me a lot of the 2017 NFC Championship game where you were going up against a Minnesota Vikings roster that was loaded. They were the number one defense in the league heading to Philly for that game, but Case Keenum wasn't really a guy you won because of. He was a player you won with, and when Nick Foles went nuclear, Keenum couldn't go toe-to-toe. That's the thing. The Eagles and 49ers have maybe the two best rosters in football, but one team has an MVP caliber quarterback, and one has a guy that I think is just playing really well within the confines of Shanahan's offense. So I think that is the key. If the Eagles' elite pass rush can get to Purdy and Jalen Hurts is on his game, I'm not so sure if Purdy can go blow for blow like he did the last time he played Hurts when it was Iowa State, Oklahoma. Who do you think you see then in the Super Bowl? Who do you like coming out of the AFC? Because you have Mahomes with a high ankle sprain going against Joe Burrow, who has never lost to Mahomes, and he's just awesome as an underdog. Yeah, I was watching this past weekend of games, and I said to myself, if the Eagles win a Super Bowl, they are certainly going to earn it. I mean, the Niners are very talented. And then in the Super Bowl, you have to play Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow. I think it's going to be the Bengals outside of San Francisco. They're probably the hottest team in football right now. And with Mahomes' ankle, who knows if he's going to be at 100% for the rest of the year. So Cincinnati went into Buffalo, and he's, they surprised me with how dominant they were in that game. I think it's probably going to be Eagles-Bengals. Joe Burrow against Jalen Hurts, a rematch of the uh, 2019 college football playoff first round. Oh, last one before we let you go. I'm just looking at the total in this game, 45 and a half. Do you think we're going to get a higher scoring game or a defensive battle? I know we've kind of talked about that here and there, but I don't know, man. I could see this being like a 17-13 game. I could also see this being like 35-31 in a shootout. Yeah, I, I totally agree because, again, both teams have such a strong offense and defense. It could go either way. The Niners, this past game, it was a defensive matchup against Dallas. I would say probably in that bet, I'll probably go with the under. But like you said, it could be if it's 40 to 38 at the end of the game, I'm not going to be surprised. And if it's 17-10, I wouldn't be surprised. I'll lean more that this is a defensive matchup. Louis, I mean, what would it mean to the city of Philadelphia if you guys end up playing the Chiefs and you're playing Andy Reid in, in the big one? You know, I mean, that would that would kind of be crazy. What is? Do you almost want that matchup? Because... It appears on paper that Kansas City might be an easier game, obviously, with Mahomes' injury, and uh, you know you get to play Andy Reid, or do you think that most people would prefer the Bengals? Yeah, look, I mean, it wouldn't have the same heated storyline as if, let's say, Jacksonville won, and potentially you played Doug Peterson in the mm. Super Bowl since you fired him just two years ago. Andy Reid got his ring, the Eagles got their ring, you know, the two sides I think have a good relationship now but it would be an awesome story for sure and I think it just represents just the roller coaster ride that the Eagles have been through over the years where they've already had three head coaches they've had three head coaches since Andy Reid they've won a championship with a different head coach and now they're on to Nick Sirianni so yeah I think it would be an awesome story and I think it just goes to show 
the NFL, you just got to embrace chaos because the Eagles just two years ago had four wins with Doug Peterson, and now they're knocking on the door, potentially playing Reed and Mahomes in the Super Bowl. And I watched that Chiefs-Bills game last year, that battle in the playoffs, and I thought the Eagles don't have the horses in this kind of this race. They don't have the weapons for this kind of fight. So it's cool a year later that Eagles-Chiefs, a lot of people might pick the Eagles in that game. So mm-hmm. that's a great feeling. Yeah. Louie, thanks so much, man. Good luck this weekend. Hopefully we'll talk again next week after you guys win. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. I hope so. Thanks, Louie. That was Louie DiBiase on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. The Phoenix of revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit BuyThePhoenix.com to learn more good stuff right there. Uh, that game, I could see it going either way, to be honest. I can't. I'm going to be live betting the hell out of these games this week. I'm going to be all about the player props. I haven't even really dove in. I'm going to watch all the games again tonight, man, especially uh, that Jacksonville-Kansas City game. Oh. Look, you wish the Packers were playing this weekend. I wish yeah. the Ravens were, but yeah. you can't really ask for two better matchups from no. just uh like outside perspective, from a fan perspective. This this is as good as it gets. We got the two best quarterbacks in football, Mahomes and Burrow going at it, and the two best teams in the Niners and the Eagles, the best rosters. Yeah. I, I mean, there are just no weaknesses on those two rosters. There's not, dude. And I'd love to make the case for my team, but I saw my team play the Eagles in primetime, and Jalen Hurts, if he wanted, could have rushed for 580 yards in that game. I've never, I've never, I, well, <laughs> I was going to say I've never seen anything like it, but I have. Colin Kaepernick. I, th- those two, those two teams are so good. I mean, the Eagles, like Louie was just listing off the dis- defensive players. That was the secondary. Like, think about their, their D-line with Hassan Reddick and Fletcher Cox. It's like... Brandon Graham, I mean, they are so loaded. It's going to be an awesome game. Yeah. Both of them. Can't wait. Can't wait, man. Right now, we're tied up in the big one tonight. The big one is New Mexico, 25th <laughs> in the country, 18-2. and two. Nice start to the season, but they're two-and-a-half-point dogs tonight. Actually, three-and-a-half that closed at uh, against Nevada, and we're all tied up. How about our Baylor man. Bears, Ryan? Ryan, when old Peach gets a feeling... You just come, You just come along for the ride. I told you, you know, this was the same thing with Kansas State last week. We're we're good together, fading Kansas. We're yeah. good. We need to watch March Madness together when Kansas is playing, so yes. we can bet against them and they can lose. Yeah, as you know, when Kansas loses, America, America wins. wins. That's Rock, exactly Chuck, right. Jayhawk, my ass. Oh, uh, you know what was the most painful night of my life was watching Derrick Rose and the boys at Memphis lose to that Kansas team, dude. Oh, just because they couldn't hit any free throws. No, and then that Chalmers shot was just ridiculous, dude. Mario Chalmers. I hated him. That team was good. <laughs> I hated Brandon, him in Miami, Brandon too. Rush. Yeah, they screwed over the Bulls, too. Uh, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, a lot of upsets in college hoops. Let's talk about some of those, including Houston losing to Temple. I don't know if you watched that game. What was it, 67-65? Those are your kooks, Peach. What's wrong? <laughs> I don't know. BetMGM Tonight continues next.